all of that was all covered by our auto insurance and without it they would have probably bankrupt our family or we would have been spending a lot of time in court welcome to the real estate in michigan audio experience podcast with your host and local real estate professional andrew mcmanaman what's going on everyone andrew mcmanaman here with living in michigan and i have a special guest here with me today to talk about auto insurance so he's been on before but we talked about home insurance so we're going to talk about auto insurance now so I have Jeff Herndon with the Herndon Family Agency. What's going on, Jeff? How are we doing, Andrew? Thanks for having me back. Yeah, no problem at all, no problem at all. And I know this is just one of those topics that just gets so confusing, but it's so easy to just jump into the details of it to try to break it down, make people understand. But for me, at least, several years ago, when I got in an accident or someone butted up against me or whatever at a stop sign, I sat there and I was like, I don't even know what to do. So could you break down like what would somebody do in an accident if they got in one? Yeah, of course, absolutely. It's it's very confusing and it's a very adrenaline-filled time. You know, you're nervous, you're like, okay, how much damage is gonna be in my car? What's going on? Is anybody hurt? Am I hurt? The first thing I always tell people to do is take a deep breath, give your agent a call. They'll know what to do, whether that's file the claim, you know, hey, you need some pictures of what happened, whether you need to call the police. Um, police do not report to public or excuse me, to privately owned um, parking lots or anything like that, but they will report to anything public or state owned. So for example, if you get hit on a main road, you call the police, they're gonna come, they're gonna get a police report, they're gonna determine who's at fault in the accident, what's going on, is the car operable? It gives you that time to take a breath while they can come in and kind of figure out the situation for you. So just, just for those people who may have insurance through someone where they don't have this direct agent, direct contact, do they just call this 1-800 number and just sit and wait and hope that somebody answers to do it? Yes, so that's kind of the tough thing is if you don't, you kind of have to know these steps yourself. Um, I always recommend calling the police first. Um, even if they tell you, hey, we won't come out, it gives you that time to catch your breath. Um, now, that's usually where you'd be able to call us and catch your breath. Uh, so, uh, but yes, you'd have to sit on hold and a 1-800 number hoping somebody answers your call. Usually they're pretty quick for claim services, um, but sometimes, you know, there's a couple people that got to make a claim at the same time and you're on hold for 15, 20, 30 minutes and it's a very large inconvenience to you. Right. And I know that when people get in accidents, they kind of, in their minds, maybe categorize it all as the same thing. And when we're dishing out these quotes for insurance and you see these numbers, they're like, okay, there's collision, there's these collisions, there's broadside, there's this number, there's that number. So can you break down the types of collisions for people? Yeah, of course, absolutely. So there are three different types of collisions on most standard carriers policies. There's limited coverage. That limited coverage only covers you if somebody else is at fault. So if you're at fault in the accident, you have no coverage for your collision. Then there's what's called standard or regular collision, and that is where no matter who's at fault, you have to pay your deductible, um, but there's a potential that if you are not at fault, you can get your deductible back through what's called a mini tort claim. Um, some companies handle that where the insured calls. Um, at our office, we use that as a way to help our clients and serve them. We always give them a call uh, for them to the other insurance company and try to get their deductible back from somebody if they're not at fault in the accident. That is where that police report is very helpful because we need to have the police report deliberating who's at fault in the accident. Then there's broad form collision. Uh, it's your highest premium collision, but it's because no matter who's at, or excuse me, if you are less than 50% at fault, your deductible is waived. So um, if somebody's driving, and because most accidents, it's not a clear cut 100% at fault or 0% at fault. A lot of the times it's a 60, 40, an 
80-20. Sometimes it can even get really down to the deliberation of a 50-50 and you gotta have you know that kind of, well, is it that you're at fault or are you not? Um, this way you don't have to pay your deductible, but you pay a little bit more in premiums along the way to kind of make up for that offset for the risk for the insurance company. Gotcha, and I would just assume that just based on the collisions that you've that you've laid out and how these quotes work, what would you say to somebody who's who's like, nothing's gonna be my fault, I'm the most perfect driver in the world? I mean, what, what suggestion would you give to them in terms of what, what type of collision to get insured for? Yeah, well, I actually have, I have standard collision personally. Obviously, I know the ins and outs of the insurance industry, so I can kind of go and take that route of, I need to call the other person's insurance company to get their, get my deductible back. Um, sometimes you can't if they don't have insurance or if they say, no, I'm not at fault, even though the police report says they're at fault. Um, if that's the case, you're going to have to go to small claims court and nobody wants to do that, especially for $1,000, which is the highest deductible that we have. Um, I always recommend that, hey, if you say I'm never going to be at fault, you go with the, uh, the broad because if you're not gonna be at fault and you just want your deductible to never have to be paid, then you pay a little bit more um, in your premium, but then you get your deductible waived every time if you're not gonna be at fault. Um, some people say, hey, I just want the cheapest possible. Um, I very rarely would say to go limited collision. Um, it is a very weird state because you never know. There are accidents for a reason. Um, you never know if you're gonna be the one that's at fault. So I say, hey, for the extra, small difference, go to the standard, make sure you're covered both ways in case you're at fault or the other person's at fault and make sure you're properly covered on your vehicle. Gotcha, and I know this, this kind of goes into people just think this no fault thing, and I, I know it, it might seem common sense when you say no fault, but how would that differentiate from you know, Michigan versus all the other states out there? Yeah, so I'll kind of break this down into two parts. So explain no fault first. No fault means that no matter who is at fault in the accident, the physical damages of the car are covered from your insurance policy. So that's why, um, that's why those collisions are the way that they are. So if you're at fault, um, then you still have to pay your deductible to get your car fixed. But even if you're not at fault, you still may have to pay your deductible to get your car fixed. There's ways around it and trying to get it back or the person may be generous enough to pay it for you out of pocket. Um, but you still have to make the claim against your own insurance to get your vehicle fixed. Um, whereas other states that are at fault states, you can get coverage from other people's policies instantly to get that covered. Um, and they'll pay a percentage of how much the person was at fault in the accident. Um, and then how Michigan differentiates is actually on the medical and the other mandatory side of the policy. Um, Michigan, for the longest time, had unlimited medical PIP coverage, um, personal injury protection, and it was there to make sure that no matter what happened, you were always covered in an auto accident, um, where other states used health insurance or small pools of money on your insurance policy to, to have coverage in case you were ever injured in an auto accident. And just, yeah, just transitioning into PIP a little bit. So I, I have talked to several people who, you, you know, were looking into quotes from Michigan from different states. And like you said, they, they're all about the health insurance over there. And they're like, what's this PIP thing? So people think that they're getting charged twice in healthcare. How, how do you, how do you explain that to people? Yeah. So it definitely feels like you're getting charged twice, especially when you look at the quotes and you see that the most premium is on that PIP section. Um, with the auto law change that happened about two and a half, three years ago now, um, the, uh, there's options. So you don't have to have unlimited. You can go to 500,000, 250,000, or if you have qualified healthcare, 
which is also considered Medicare, you can opt out of the medical side completely. Um, now, as the insurance guy, I always recommend you have the most coverage, right? That's what everybody thinks you're going to say. Um, but there's a reason to have that unlimited medical. There are certain things that your health insurance does not cover when it's relating to an auto accident. Certain things like home modifications, um, if you need physical therapy above and beyond what is normal standard for that type of an injury. Um, the other thing that is great about the auto side of the coverage is that anything relating to this accident. So let's say uh, you have a back injury and you get it kind of fixed mostly for the first year and so then okay they stop making payments well then in three years from now your back flares up in the exact same spot you go get it checked out they say yeah this is relating to that auto accident that you had you can still get coverage from your auto insurance policy to cover those medical bills if your health insurance won't cover them so there's a lot of benefits to keeping that auto ins uh, insurance side of the medical um, versus the health insurance side, um, but it does feel like you're getting double charged because you do have to pay for your health insurance. It's not like it's just free, um, and, and obviously it's the larger side of the auto insurance policy as well. And I've, I've talked to several people who have been in just these, these accidents and have paid hundreds and thousands of dollars on, on everything, and I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, but is something like the emotional aspect covered under PIP, like let's just say you need therapy because you're so down about the injury you have that has changed your life forever, is that something that'd be under PIP or is that not so much? Now that I'm not entirely sure on um, because I'm not sure if that relates medically if they'll say, oh, hey, it's something we can physically treat directly from the accident, um, the mental side of things gets a little bit different. Um, but I'm sure that if, if it was eligible to be covered, it would be covered. That's that's the nice thing about the the, the auto side of the, the medical there is that you know things like the physical therapy, the in-home care, the um, adjustments to your home if you ever needed it, um, that kind of stuff is definitely not covered under your health insurance. Therapy sometimes may be covered under health insurance so they may say hey that one might be a fall under your health insurance side of things but it very well could. Um, that's the greatest part about our claims team is, is we're able to ask these types of questions when we don't know. I have experts that know what exactly is covered or hey you know we may be able to squeak that in because obviously you didn't need therapy before and now that because you had this type of an accident you need some kind of therapy. So there could be something in there to cover at least a portion of those types of bills yeah gotcha and I, I'm thinking in terms of as we transition to this next this next question is just the broad of what do you risk losing in an accident obviously you have these injuries you have the the car itself what what else are, are people risking when maybe they're not thinking broad enough right yeah so I mean obviously the big things like you said the car itself that's the first thing people think of in an accident oh my goodness is my car okay depending on the severity of the accident you think oh my goodness am I okay right there's the, those are two huge factors what people don't think about are things like my assets are they protected in case I'm the one that is on the other side and I hit somebody and they call 1-800-CALL-SAM or they call Jeffrey Figer and they, they have these lawsuits against them. Um, a lot of people don't think about that liability side of the policy. Um, there's, I believe it's five things that you can be sued for in the state of Michigan for an auto accident. You have your medical, you have your work loss, um, you have pain and suffering, death and dismemberment. So. If any of those things are caused in an accident, you're the cause of the accident, even if it's 51% at fault, let's say it's a very mutual-sided accident, you can still be sued. Um, 
The other thing that is disheartening is with the auto law change, with people opting out and going to lower coverages, we've seen those rates of lawsuits go up because now people don't have the proper coverage on their medical to pay for things. And so as soon as they hit that $250,000 or $500,000 cap, or they find out their health insurance doesn't pay for something, you can potentially be on the hook for that and be sued for it. Um, the one thing I do not know is the statute of limitations on something like that, because like I said, the auto insurance, if they say, hey, this is related to your accident you had a couple years ago, you can still get coverage from your auto accident. So that's kind of one of those like different things that, you know, that was potentially covered before, now it's not. Um, it was very rare to see a medical bill get thrown in. Obviously the pain and suffering, or maybe on that therapy side, if that's not covered on the under the medical, that stuff was maybe potentially to be sued for. But now you have this extra medical, which those bills can get very pricey very fast. Um, so one thing we do with all of our clients is we sit down and we do a, a risk analysis for your a liability needs. Um, it's kind of weird because people don't like telling you things like how, how much they have in the bank account, how much they have in investments, how much they have, you know, how much their home they think is worth. That one's usually a little bit different because we insure the house, right? So we kind of know certain things. Um, but that's personal information that people are like, well, if I'm just calling to get a quote, why do you know this stuff? Uh, again, just like in the last video when we were talking about it, as, as your, I want to be your, your physician. I might have specialists that can help me in certain areas, but I want to be the physician. I kind of need to know what's going on in order to prescribe the, you know, to help the hurts and the aches that happen, you know, in, in life. So um, it's it's kind of weird, and a lot of people shy away from sharing that information. But I encourage people if they have somebody that cares enough to ask those types of questions, they're not doing it to sell you something. It feels like it because they might say, "Oh, you might need an umbrella, or you might need to raise your liability limits, or hey, you got three kids in your house." and two of them are gonna start driving soon, you really need to make sure that you have that PIP at Unlimited because they're not, you know, you don't know if they're gonna be good drivers. They may be great kids, but you don't know if they're gonna be a great driver. So um, when somebody cares enough to ask, that's the one thing I obviously recommend is if, if somebody cared enough to ask you those questions, go ahead and answer them. Don't feel like you gotta shy away. Obviously people don't like to, to share stuff like that. So um, we've had some people who say, hey, I, I don't wanna share that information right now. Um, but hey, I'll work up a preliminary quote for you. If the numbers look good, then let's talk. Because at least you know that we're in the fair market ballpark for what your insurance rates are going for. And then we can talk about the other things that need to be going on. Right, and I, 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 I've been in those situations where I, I haven't been asked those questions. And I'm thinking, why, why didn't they ask those questions? Because at the end of the day, like you said, being a physician and just needing to know everything. And it, same thing with the real estate process when people are, are going to a mortgage lender and they're like, wait, why do they, they need everything? They need everything and anything. And it's just, yes, because they, they want to know your whole entire financial situation to make sure that, hey, is this going to bite you in the butt when, let's just say, taxes increase the year later? Like, is this, is this little bit gonna affect you so much to where foreclosure is part of the conversation? So definitely definitely can understand being the physician in the situation, but another another misconception that, it, I mean, I've, I've thought about it in the past is when you get these injuries and these auto accidents is how much they cost is, in my head, I could just, you know, break my leg and think, oh, that's, I don't know, $5,000 fix. You don't really know. Nobody really knows until you know they go through these processes, or maybe they're actually in the hospital or, or have these experiences where they see these bills. So I know that we, before this video, we were going over the large loss statements and just seeing, okay, these there's this injury that you would think, you know, someone running a red light and and hitting them and just having this pain, and the bills are six figures big. So. 
Could you touch on some some of those examples? Yeah, um, I mean, so these are company-wide, um, so it's not just our office directly, but this is, we get a report from, from Farm Bureau directly, and they tell us exactly, um, you know, hey, so we had an insured who failed to yield, struck someone, that person crushed their hip, had to get a hip replacement, and then they're having issues with the hip replacement. That one's coming in somewhere around the $600,000 range. We had another person, um, you know, they get a broken arm in an accident, and then they have lingering issues. They have to get rods put in, infections, the bills just keep going up. Um, and unfortunately, I actually have a personal example of this, and this is probably why the PIP is so important to me, is my grandmother, the year I was born, had a traumatic brain injury car accident. Um, somebody ran a red light and they're T-boned at an intersection and uh, with that um, the same doctor that couldn't save Dale Earnhardt Sr. saved my grandmother. She was in Florida. She had her retirement paperwork sitting on her table at home. She never got to come home and sign it. So um, she had 1.3 million dollars in medical bills the month after her accident and she lived 13 years with recurring bills. Those in-home modifications, I lived them. Those in-home in uh, care. I, I lived it. Uh, the delivery of supplies because my grandpa couldn't go out and get them because he had to stay at home and take care of her. We lived that too. All of that was all covered by our auto insurance and without it, it would have probably bankrupt our family or we would have been spending a lot of time in court trying to make sure that we have coverage. Um, and the sad thing was, is there's a coverage on your policy that we actually didn't cover um, called uninsured underinsured motorist. A person that hit them didn't have enough insurance to pay for the people in the car. Um, and uh, I believe it was my great-grandfather was driving and uh, they didn't have uh, a high limit of uninsured, underinsured motorist on the vehicle. And so they didn't even get a lot from that. That coverage protects you from if somebody doesn't have enough insurance and you need to get that liability that you have some buffer protection on there. So they didn't even get that. But then they said that we couldn't sue because it was mostly medical damages. So the PIP is a very, very significant change medical billing has changed a little bit with the uh, update to the law there were some restrictions and that's why they were able to update the law to go from unlimited to 500,000 250,000 or saying that your health care can cover it because they've kind of capped what people can say and one of the first questions when you're in in the emergency room is is this from an auto accident um, and the reason they ask that is because that's how they know who to charge whether they're charging an individual a health care company or um, an auto company auto insurance company, excuse me. And so um, when they ask those questions, um, the billing changes depending on what it was. They knew that auto accidents a lot of the times are a lot more high strung, a lot more involved, and so they build a lot more for them. Higher billable hours, um, you know, certain procedures cost more than just when you're going in for a normal checkup or you know, you're at your normal arm break from football or mm -hmm. hockey or something like that, right? It's yeah. different in an auto accident. You've got to look and see, okay, is there is the bone crushed? Is it snapped in half? What's going on? Because you're looking at tons of vehicles moving around. Um, so it's not just like, oh, hey, little Billy was running and he got hit with a helmet in the arm and his arm broke. Okay, or he fell off a tree uh, and broke his arm or broke his leg. It's you have a, a thousand, couple thousand pound vehicle hitting another one. There can be some serious damage that's not just the bone, but the muscles, the nerves, and everything, and they do extensive testing on it. So the medical bills can skyrocket for sure, like you're saying, um, and that's a big passion of mine is making sure that I always recommend to all of my clients to not opt out of the unlimited PIP. Obviously, it's a, a personal finance decision at that point, mm -hmm. and self-risk retention. Um, and I understand it, it's expensive, I pay it too. And I have great health care that I also pay for. <laughs> but I've also just seen the benefit of it personally and it's so hard to say, 
what my life would be like and my family's financial life would be like if we didn't have that type of coverage on our policies. Right, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that example up because the, in your shoes, how could you justify to somebody, you know, yeah, 500 is okay when you know this and you know how much money that all those bills were when it's going to save you that little chunk of money each month and I think that's that's that should be eye-opening to people because me myself included when I'm looking at that stuff and I'm like wow like 500,000 PIP like that's that's high enough when in reality you have stories like this where it's like not even close so yeah a big one too is, is similar to that example is for life insurance you get some people and they look at it and they're like oh I got a hundred thousand through work that's great well you make 50000 so if something happened, your family would only have two years of income replaced. Plus, then you may have somebody you have to pay to have come watch the kids or something like that. So it's tough. When you see large numbers and you're not used to those large numbers being seen, then they look even larger. Like you said, that $500,000 number. Most people are like, oh, 500 grand, that's a house. You know, what, what am I ever going to have in one single medical bill that's going to be a house? Right. But... Um, I mean, if you crush your hip and need to get it replaced and, and you have physical therapy and then you're young, so you have a long time of potential issues from that hip that keep flaring up that you might need to have covered, that's all going to come off of one singular accident coverage. It's not going to continue to compound and say, oh, well, this is a new year, so you get a new $500,000 to work with. It's just looking back to that one singular accident. So. It, it doesn't, you know, it's tough because you see those big numbers, but they don't quite resonate how much truly certain things are. Um, you know, you don't see a billing schedule for for uh, your PT usually. You don't see a billing schedule for your doctor usually. It's just, hey, this is what it goes to the insurance company. This is what you have. Maybe you got a $20 copay. Maybe you got a $50 copay, something depending on your insurance or the specialist maybe that you see. Um, but you don't see the actual bill behind it. Those bills can get pretty steep. Mm -hmm. And when you're not seeing them, you're not signing them, and you're not saying, okay, hey, cool, this was you know, 15 grand for, uh, I broke my arm and I needed an x-ray, I needed casting, I needed um, a rod put in, um, I needed a specialist to come look at it and make sure something else wasn't going on. Um, you know, That's just potential for a normal arm break. Now, put it into the auto side of things where, hey, I need to make sure that the nerves all still work. I need to make sure I can still feel all my fingers. Um, I need to make sure that, you know, I didn't have any, bo the bone didn't splinter and sever and cut anything inside of me, you know. I mean, they have to look at those things for regular uh, breaks too, but when you're looking at, like I said earlier, you know, a ton of, of weight hitting into the side of a car, there's a lot of things that are different than that, than, you know, falling and breaking your arm or having something like that happen. So uh, the bills definitely can skyrocket on those types of scenarios. So just, just for people out there, I mean, what advice, if we, if we miss something, would you, would you give those people? I mean, whether someone's trying to do it themselves or if they're going to an agent and just want to be aware of what to ask, what would you say to those people? Yeah. Um, I'd say the biggest thing is, um, make sure that you ask about your liability. Um, you know, the PIP, I already covered that one in pretty in-depth. It's, it's kind of hard. There's only a couple options you can look at. Um, the, the liability, though, that can range anywhere from 50, 100, which means $50,000 per person in an accident with a cap at 100,000. So um, let's say you and I are in an accident together and we're trying to get money from somebody. They have 50, 100. You could get up to 50,000 and I could get up to 50,000 but you can't have more than 100000 in the accident. So let's say your brother's in the car, 
he might not get anything or it might have to divide one of our 50,000s to make sure that he gets something. So there's, there's some, you know, the liability side of things gets a little tricky. Um, if they are good agent, they may recommend an umbrella. Don't be afraid when you hear that terminology. Essentially, that means you've done great for yourself. You have a lot of assets that need to be protected. And the umbrella is the cheapest way to make sure you're protected both over your home and your auto. It's an umbrella, covers everything uh, for liability needs. Um, the other thing that I always recommend for people is if you are fortunate enough to have health insurance, ask your health insurance provider to give you a letter of coordination of benefits. They may send you a qualified healthcare letter, and I know it's getting confusing with the terminology there, but coordination of benefits means that they coordinate work in conjunction with the auto insurance, and it actually can bring your auto rates down even though you still keep that unlimited coverage. It basically means that your health insurance will pay first for certain things in an accident, and then your auto insurance kind of is that buffer to make sure that nothing gets to you directly. Let's say they don't pay for a ramp to get put into your house, which is one thing that I know they don't pay for. Your auto insurance would pick that up. Or let's say, hey, we pay for hospital visits, but this guy's been in the hospital for a long time. We don't cover past 30 days. Cool, your auto insurance then picks it up. But because the risk isn't directly onto the insurance company, the auto insurance company, your rates can come down. So that's always something I look at. Um, and probably the last thing is when you're looking at your physical damages on your vehicle, age of vehicle is really important. Um, you know, if you have a, a 1995 that the value on Kelly Blue Book is $2,000, I probably wouldn't say to keep comprehensive and collision on it unless there's some kind of sentimental value to that car or, um, you know, you couldn't afford to replace that car because then your 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 coverage is going to be more, your insurance is going to cost more. And what's the, the difference in premium to lower it to PLPD, which means you have property damage and uh, live uh, and medical only, your your pro property damage and liability. Um, you know, does that does that uh, cause any issues? You know, is, is it cheaper where, hey, if I stockpile this money and I say, hey, the difference in savings here, I can put this away and I can pay for this car in two years. And so if I haven't had an accident over 15 years and in two years I can pay to replace this type of a car, well then I wanna do that. Because the biggest misconception is that, oh hey, I get an accident and I'm gonna get a new car. Mm -hmm. There's certain coverages in place for people that buy brand new cars. So let's say you went out and bought a brand new 2023 Jeep and you roll off the lot, it's got three miles on it and you it's totaled. Technically, the, the proper evaluation for that is actual cash value. So they would look at getting you a 2023 Jeep with three miles on it. Well, if you can't find one with three miles on it, they may say, okay, well, we'll give you the next step down, which is a thousand miles. That's one we can find. Or it may be, hey, we're gonna give you, you know, enough to get you one with three thousand or three miles on it, and you're out that difference. Well, when you roll a car off a lot, that depreciation is steep. So we have a coverage on our policies for people that buy brand new cars called replacement cost. So for the first three years you own a vehicle, which is when the depreciation is the heaviest, you can get a new model year of the same exact vehicle. So that 2023, you get it totaled in 2024, you can get that same exact Jeep model 2024. 
it's a way that we like to make sure that our clients have the proper coverages and say, hey, we understand it's traumatic. You just totaled your vehicle. It's a brand new car. It still had that smell to it. Mm -hmm. Let's get you replaced with another one instead of having to try to fight this battle of, well, what's the Kelly Blue Book say the car is? What does our software say the car is? Okay, it's this. I can't find one that's around the same mileage as mine because nobody gets rid of a 23 that fast. Right. So. Um, there's certain little innuendos in those coverages. And then another one, obviously, is the collision. Which one's gonna suit you the best? What deductible suits you the best? Are you somebody who says, I've never been in an accident, I'm never gonna be in an accident, but I want something just in case? That's how I am. I have the highest deductibles on my comprehensive, which is your coverage for stuff other than collision, except for it does include collision with an animal. So if you hit a deer or a turkey, that still counts as comprehensive. Um, and then you have your collision. I carry mine at the highest collision deductible as well. I'm a type of person I like to pay out of pocket for things unless it's something crazy like my car's totaled. I'd rather pay that 2000 to get my bumper replaced or go fix a tail light because I know that in the long run it's going to keep my insurance prices lower because the more claims you make there's a potential for your insurance to go up. I like to keep it as low as possible so let's make sure that I can pay that. And this is coming from the insurance guy. I like to yeah. keep my insurance premiums low too. Yeah. So <laughs> I, you know, I make sure that I, if there's certain self-retention things I can do that I do it. There's some people that we have that they're, hey, hey, I'm so busy I can't be bothered and I have enough money that I want to make sure that if I have a windshield that's cracked I just go take it to the glass guy and he fixes it and it's a hundred bucks to me. So they keep their, their comprehensive at a hundred dollars. Or hey, um, you know, my, I want broad because there's too many dumb drivers out there and I don't want to be on the hook and make sure that I, I have coverage. Like I had said before, you know, if they don't have insurance, you may not get your deductible back. Uh, Michigan's one of the only states, actually it's the second highest state for uninsured motorists. So it's about 25% of drivers in the state don't have insurance. Um, obviously it's illegal, but um, with that PIP coverages, the, the insurance can get kind of high. So there's a lot of people that don't have insurance. And so if you want to make sure your deductible's waived, if you're not at fault, then you want to make sure you got that broad coverage. So there's certain aspects that you want to make sure you have. Another coverage is your uninsured, underinsured motorist. Please make sure that matches your liability coverage. That's your protection for you, and it is pennies on the dollar compared to your actual liability. Um, that's saying, hey, a guy doesn't have enough insurance, or they don't have any insurance at all, and I need to sue for pain and suffering, lost wages, dismemberment, all that kind of stuff. If you need it, you have a little bit of a buffer before you have to go spend hours in life in court. So I always make sure that if we have a half a million dollars of liability on your auto policy, you have a half a million dollars of uninsured, underinsured. Um, I think on my policy, if I can remember off the top of my head, the liabilities somewhere around the $50, $60 range for my six month policy term, and that's like 14. So it's really inexpensive to make sure you have that. And a lot of times you'll see people will keep that at the lowest thing possible and then they'll get hit by somebody that doesn't have any insurance and they gotta spend a lot of time in court trying to get it taken care of. So little tricks that you can help you out, especially if you're doing it on your own. Um, I always recommend you at least go talk to somebody. Um, if you can find somebody who will sit down and have a conversation with you, I love to do things face to face. I make sure I don't miss things. Some people hate it because I talk way too long. Um, but if I'm able to sit down with you and I'm able to have a full conversation with you, um, not a rushed one over the phone or sometimes over an email, you know, I forget to ask a question or, um, you know, I don't get to ask the phone questions or I don't get to ask the, hey, do you have any kids? Um, you know, there's questions that are important that don't seem like they're important for your auto insurance, but truly they are because your auto insurance not only covers you, but it covers any resident relative. So if you have a kid, 
you want to make sure that they're covered if they're injured in an auto accident because you know they're they have booster seats and everything for a reason they're more prone to get injured in an auto accident they need to make sure that they have those things in there so you know you want to make sure they're covered properly as well and just just going back to price a little bit for people who, is, who are either doing it themselves or they just want to make sure that the maybe the agent is just pricing something a little higher and they maybe don't need to so just listening back to what you were saying okay max this out Jeff match this Jeff what what are things that you would do to just save people money like when you look at a quote is there something in your mind where you're like you, you don't need that that's a preference that's not something you need it's just convenience yeah exactly uh, to me the biggest one is the broad form collision um, you know, uh, a lot of times it used to be a very cheap coverage. Um, it has since gone up in premium because insurance companies have found that, hey, people are making a lot of claims because they're not at fault. They get a door ding in a parking lot that's considered collision. Somebody backs into them in a parking lot, again, also considered collision. So anything like that, you can get that deductible waived as well. So you get a lot of people, you know, get backed into in a parking lot and the person drives away and okay, I get my deductible waived and there's 5,000 in damage or 4,000 in damage and you can see the claims kind of pile up so that coverage has kind of gone up. Again, it's very inconvenient if you have to pay that $5,000 out of pocket because somebody backs into you in a parking lot. But if you're looking to save money at the time and that's something that's never gonna be an issue for you or you don't think it's gonna be an issue for you or you're not worried about it, that's a way to save money. Um, another way is carry higher deductibles. I know people that carry the higher comprehensive deductible because they'd rather pay to get their windshield fixed or replaced by themselves. And again, they're more so looking for if that 25 pound uh, Thanksgiving turkey totals their vehicle rather than looking for, hey, it just caused some scratching down the side and I wanna get it repainted. Um, you know, that's where you kind of carry those higher deductibles. There's also the ability to carry higher deductibles but have broad collisions. So you say, hey, I'll take, I'll take the responsibility if I hit somebody, but if somebody hits me, I want to still have that, that, that buffer there. So you carry a higher collision deductible, but you still get that benefit of, of not having to pay your deductible if you're not at fault. The one thing that I highly recommend, and as I've kind of beaten a dead horse with this, is you don't compromise on your liability or on your PIP coverage, but then have $0 comprehensive deductible and broad $250 collision deductible. You can replace vehicles, you can replace, um, you know, you can work on a vehicle to fix it. The thing you can't replace are people and your assets. And so if you're looking at compromising on something, I don't always, I do not ever recommend that it's a person, your medical, or your assets and your own family's wealth and health and those types of things. I just don't recommend it at all. Couldn't definitely agree with that. So with that in mind, with everything being said, is there something that maybe you'd want to mention about anything maybe we didn't talk about in terms of insurance or any advice for people out there? Yeah, I mean, uh, one thing that I don't think we mentioned this one, we may have mentioned it in the homeowner's video, which you should go check that out, by the way, it was great, um, is the multi-policy discounts. Um, you know, you see on Progressive, a lot of times, you know, the commercials, State Farm, Progressive, Liberty Mutual, bundle and save, bundle and save, bundle and save. They're correct. It's better to have multiple policies wherever you are. Um, and I'm not saying, oh, hey, I only have a car, so, and I live with my parents, so I'm gonna get a car policy here and get another car policy because I have two cars and I'm gonna get one for this car and one for this car because it'll bundle and work together. That's not quite how it works. You gotta have, um, you know, your car, your home, 
if you get life insurance, your life insurance, umbrellas, all of these things combined, the insurance company is going to give you a discount for working with one person for all of it. So I always recommend wherever you're at, try to see what they look like for the whole package. Don't just look for one line of insurance here and one line of insurance here. Um, companies, the insurance companies, they don't like that. They call it monoline. Um, you know, they only have one of the risk. What's the risk to an insurance company that Andrew McManaman is going to have a house fire and total his car in the same year? Very slim. I'm not saying it hasn't happened before, but it's very slim. So the more risk that they take on from one singular individual, the better that it is for them. So they'll give you a better price. So that is one thing I always recommend. Like you said, looking for price things. That's a big thing. Look at the home and the auto bundles together. If you need an umbrella, I know that we have a discount on our auto policies for an umbrella. Some companies have a discount on, on it as well. Um, if you have businesses, business insurance can also bundle in together with everything. So anything you need for insurance, talk to one person for it or try to. Obviously, there's certain things that some companies can't do, mm -hmm. but they should have a specialist that they'll recommend you go look for. Um, and then, um, for me, the biggest thing about insurance, and I, you know, I'm going to shamelessly plug myself here, is, is have a representative, an advisor, somebody who cares about you. Um, we actually just recently switched our name to the Herndon Family Agency. Before it was Brian Herndon Agency. My dad has been an agent for 18 years, and then when I first started um, as an official agent this year, it was the Jeffrey Herndon Agency. We just switched it to the Herndon Family Agency because we're going to be combining forces and working together um, as he slowly works towards retirement. Um, but we also want our clients to feel like family too. I love having face-to-face -face conversations, meeting for lunches, going out and playing golf. Other shameless plug, I love to golf. So if anybody <laughs> wants to invite me to go play golf for our meetings, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> I love doing that kind of stuff, building a relationship, talking to people about their family. What do they like to do? What's your favorite color? You know, the next time you come in and I hand you a folder for our review meeting, maybe it's that color because I asked the question, right? So little things like that. I always recommend to find an advisor, find a person who is in your corner. Um, you know, we get calls all the time. Our claim service is wonderful. It's recognized across the state as one of the best in the, in the business for claims. Not every claim is gonna be handled perfectly. If something's going on, you have somebody to call to then go back and say, hey, claims department, what's going on? What's going on? Why do we have this problem? What's you know, what's the holdup between getting this person the money to get their vehicle fixed or their home fixed and and this? And a lot of times it's just communication. Oh, hey, we needed a, a an uh, appraisal from the uh, the auto dealership yet, and we haven't gotten it. Oh, the dealership gave that to me. I thought they said they were going to send you a copy. Here, here's the copy. Right? It's something so simple, but because you don't have that direct line of communication, you can't get the answer. Whereas we have the direct line of communication. I have underwriters, and I have. Uh, claims department people. Um, my dad even has the president of the company's cell phone. We're a small company, so that helps a little bit. But, you know, we talk to these people all day long. I don't have a problem going and talking to the claims person and saying, hey, what's going on? Oh, hey, it's this. Cool. We can get it. It's super quick and easy. Or, you know, sometimes there's problems where it's a little bit more complicated than that. But, you know, if we can have an answer, at least then you can kind of say, yeah, this makes sense. Sometimes there's those don't make sense situations. They happen in absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. It's not just the insurance world. But, you know, having that trusted advisor, that person that's in your corner that's going to come out swinging for you, that's always something I look for. Obviously, we have to do certain things to protect the company we represent as well. 
but we need to make sure we're protecting our clients. And there's some people that don't put the client first. So having those conversations, you know, when you're shopping, if you're shopping for price, make sure you have those those qualifications for the person as well, because that's the person you're gonna to have to call if something ever happens and you wanna make sure that they actually care about you as well. Right, and, and for the people that they may have just watched this all the way through or listened to, and they're like, okay, that doesn't make sense, I'm gonna watch it a million more times, get educated, but for people that, that wanna reach out to you and just pick your brain some more, because obviously anybody can see and hear that you're passionate about it, you articulate everything so well in, in just how you present yourself in, in every single way. So how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. So as Andrew has done with the last video, my contacts will be in the description, but um, easiest way is probably just give our office a call. Uh, the current number is 248-486-4160. Um, we are moving to Brighton, um, which is the town over from where we're at currently. Um, we got a new building just off of Main Street and it's awesome. I'm so excited because we'll be able to have a conference room where we can have more meetings with people and have larger groups of people because we love when we have more than just the husband and wife or the household owners or whoever coming in. We love when we can have families come in and stuff like that. So um, we got a conference room there. Um, but we may have to be changing our phone numbers. So my email will also be in there. That's gherndo at fbinsmi.com. Sounds good, and your office just got doors. You were you were dealing with plywood and a week yeah, ago. So. Yeah, the, the perks of not knowing commercial real estate and uh, going to replace a door and finding out your door jams are too big. So we had to order custom doors, we're getting paint put on it. Um, we are getting all kinds of things redone in there to make it perfect for our clients to come in and visit with us. So it's gonna be exciting. Awesome, well I appreciate you coming on. Awesome, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you as always for listening to my podcast. If you would follow, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on the platform you listen to this on, I would greatly appreciate it. Stay tuned for the next episode.